Welcome back to another installment of the Hudson Havoc podcast. My name is Brian Moses, joined as always by head coach Brett Wall. Brett, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. It's play, playoff hockey's here, so it's uh, finally time to uh, to get out there and dance. And I'm extremely excited. Yeah, and I'm certainly excited too. But one thing that you know I kind of want to put a bow on is this uh, fantastic regular season that you guys have had. Uh, 36 wins. That's the most in franchise history. 75 standings points. Uh, going from eight and thirty-four in 2017 to thirty-one and eleven a couple years ago, and then thirty-eight or thirty-three and eight last year, and now to thirty-six and five with you know some extra uh, overtime you know frame uh, games in between those. But seventy-five standings points, impressive. Uh, but even then, your guys' division continues to be tough this year. It always has been. It's only good for third place uh, behind the Moose and the River Kings. Yeah, um, and, and not something that I want to say with like any kind of disappointment or anything like that. I mean, we, we tied with the Moose, and we're, we were one point away from uh, the River Kings there. I mean, truly, it's 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 testament to our division, and you guys have heard me say it all year long on here. Uh, the Midwest is by far the best division at this level. I will say it to anyone in their face. I will say it a, a broadcast. Like <laughs> I'm a firm believer in it. There are nine coaches and nine programs um, in our division that are absolutely prepared and working the right way and, and kind of working together to make sure that we can put a product on the ice that um, is going to be translatable and, you know, guys can kind of transition from here to college hockey or to higher level of juniors. Um, I mean, that's just testament to what's what's going on here. I mean, I think it's awesome. Um, something that I'm really excited about is, you know, when you're recruiting this summer, you can let guys know, like, look, look at the division we play in. Yeah. Every night you're going to be in an opportunity where you can be seen by someone. And if you can play in a game like this and have success – um, you're going to be able to be seen and get those looks and chances, and the opportunity is truly yours to grasp. So, um, I mean, honestly, just like hats off to every program and organization, coach, GM, owner um, of every team. They've done a heck of a job this year, and now we're finally in that push uh, for playoffs. It's great. I mean, I know something that we've kind of talked about, and uh, we'll have a four-year guy in here for the, the player profile with Dylan Marty, um, and something that I've kind of really wanted these last three years. Year one, it was a little tough to, to ask for this, but in the last three years, we've kind of been chasing this mythical giant of not necessarily winning a division. We did that last year. We've tied a top. We finished second, et cetera. Um, been right in that mix, but we've been chasing 35 wins. Um, I think that's something to where if you can go 35 and nine, you have really done a good job throughout the course of the season. And to think that we were able to accomplish that, set a franchise mm -hmm. record, and know that it still puts you one point short. Um, I mean, just what, what more can you say? I mean, guys are working their butts off. There's one or two details we'd love to go back and fix, but um, I always tell the guys if we're fixing anything, we'd go back and fix my playing <laughs> career. Um, <laughs> so we're going to look forward to the playoffs. We're extremely excited for the opportunity to play against the Mullets, um, and hopefully we can go on a long rush and, or long run and push here. Um, I know that's the expectation of everyone in the locker room and myself and our staff. Yeah, and I'm excited for that Mullets uh, matchup as well, and we'll talk more about that later on in the show. But, you know, just one more testament to how tight this division race was to the top. I believe the record uh, for you guys against the River Kings and the Moose was 2-3-2. Two, two. That's two overtime losses, and then two of the wins came in an extra frame. Yep. Uh, really tough division race this year. Uh, it was the same way last year, but, I mean, the scope is just widened with three teams that are, you know, mid-70s points and, you know, kind of chasing – for those top spots and it's been that way for a year in and year out i mean uh three years or gosh three seasons ago i don't want to say three years ago um but three hockey seasons yeah. ago uh we tied atop the division with the moose last year we win the thing this year we fall one point short um i mean when i get on here and talk about you know being prepared every game like i'm not kidding i mean it shows three years in a row to where you know a point or two has been the difference between winning a championship as far as regular season in the division or not um, and I mean, again, just hats off to everyone in our league being prepared every night and all the players kind of putting in that hard work. 
yeah, I mean, all it takes is, you know, one puck to bounce your way or the wrong way. And uh, in a volatile division like this one, um, it can definitely uh, be the difference between being first and being third like it was this year. Yep. Um, and, you know, this I think this division and this is kind of a you know easy statement to make. But I mean, this division is a really good prep for kind of, you know, any of the two teams that move on to the national tournament bracket. That's obviously further down the line here. But, you know, going up against 15 other teams from where, you know, where you're sitting at. Um, you know, if a team runs through the Midwest West and is one of those final two, I mean, that's a good preparation. If, and again, if it's us, if it's someone else, whoever it is, if you come out of this division, like, you know that you've got a real chance to win a national championship. I mean, I'm a firm believer in that, and I've said it all year long. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully being the guys this year that are the ones doing it again. Um, but true, that that's where it's at. If you can survive a whole season in this division, um, you are prepared and your axe are sharp to go in there and uh, try to win a national championship. Uh, and now I kind of want to talk about the uh, last three games uh, that have been played since we last had an episode yep. of the podcast here. A 6-3 win against the Blue Ox, kind of uh, avenging a close defeat uh, that past Monday uh, in the same uh, arena and then winning 3-2 against the Vipers team that just would not go away. There was a game like that earlier on this season, very similar to the same Vipers team. And then a 3-2 win against the Blue Ox uh, to finish off the regular season. Uh, I definitely say it was a great week of hockey especially uh the vipers game at home that was 2000s night uh i mean i guess now that i have this in my mind uh, apologies for the technical difficulties that game uh for my end i did not foresee that. things happen and that's just <laughs> as much us as it is you and hockey tv and everything else that's going on like it's uh, it was just kind of how things shook out that night i wouldn't put the blame on anyone um if we're going to spread it we're going to spread it all around so <laughs> that, that's nothing to be sorry for but, I mean, regardless, it was a fantastic celebration of uh, some guys that are going to be moving on to the next level. Um, and I thought that that was, you know, a great team moment, as a lot of uh, these moments have been this season. But that night felt really special. Uh, I would agree. And honestly, it started on Friday. We had a, we had a great uh, group of parents that were after mm -hmm. the game. We uh, won a big road game against the Blue Ox um, in their building, which, you know, again, gets that confidence yep. rolling and knowing you can win important games in a big building and on the road. So we did that. And. Friday was a celebration of the 2000s. I thought we came out and played well, um, had a lot of shots. We missed a few opportunities to kind of capitalize and, you know, put the game a little bit more away um, a little bit earlier than I would have uh, liked to last. <laughs> yeah. But um, truly it is what it is. I like that we had that playoff mindset. We were in a one-goal game, and we battled and we competed. And then again, we played another three-game stretch with uh, Sunday being the third game in three days. And um, who knows, we may be in a playoff situation sometime here in the next few weeks. If you go to a national title, you play four games in four days. So to play a really competitive Blue Ox team on Saturday or Sunday in that kind of three-and-three three type mentality and mindset, um, and we came out victorious. I mean, I was very happy with that. So I think we are extremely prepared for this playoff push. And I think last weekend just really kind of helped us, you know, e even further that, uh, you know, saying a little bit yeah. more. And also, too, I mean, with a, with that game with the Blue Ox, when they kind of had a late push, they scored, I think it was a power play goal. Both their uh, goals, now that I think of it, were both power play goals. Um, and it was 3-1, and then it was 3-2, kind of holding off that last second rush is a, maybe a spot that you're going to have to be in in the playoffs. Obviously, you know, that gets into a lot of different hypotheticals, but it could be a spot that this team ends up going into. Uh, so once again, just reiterating, you know, the preparation that this division gives you for the playoff field. Yeah, and that's one thing about playoffs. It's going to put you where every feeling and emotion and everything is just, it's going to be it's going to be real and it's going to be mm -hmm. valid and you're going to feel those things and to know that we can kind of prepare and compete in those type of situations and environments and now all of a sudden we can say hey we've like you said we've gotten a little bit of a taste of that yeah. like couldn't agree more like we, we are going to be ready 
And once again, uh, thank you for the end of that regular season game. I really appreciate it. Didn't have much to say, uh, but the stick salute really did mean a lot. <laughs> uh, you need to stop thanking people. We uh, <laughs> we owe you a million thank yous, and if I had a million dollars, I'd give you half of it. Oh, wow. I'd keep the other half for myself. <laughs> but uh, you're a guy that has gone above and beyond for our program. You have truly set the standard. Like we've said, you'll be a guy that when, when you leave, you're going to have your picture on the wall and a uh, nice commitment. I always tell everyone you're my first D1 commit. Yeah, I um, laughed at that when you told <laughs> so, me that last So I, I'm, I'm extremely <laughs> excited for you. And honestly, our staff, our ownership, um, the fans, the players, I mean, you've been phenomenal and you are going to be impossible to replace. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I mean, we'll see uh, how the future goes, but I'm just so thankful to have this opportunity here. Uh, and, you know, speaking of the Hudson Havoc program, a guy that we have on for the player profile was a part of the building of the program back during the dog days, uh, kind of the expansion of the team and kind of the start of it. Uh, do you want to hype this guy up a little bit? I mean, I don't know really how to hype this guy <laughs> up more than saying, hey, he scores a lot of goals. He has some <laughs> massive, massive hits. He competes his butt off and truly um, another one of these guys that has really allowed me to establish myself in my career, and I wouldn't be where I'm at without him. Um, he's an NCAA college commit, well-deserved. Um, he's been a captain here for three seasons and truly a guy that knows the ins and outs. Um, has been at the lowest of lows and has led us to the highest of highs. So I'm extremely excited to have Dylan Marty on with you guys. All right, are we ready to uh, move on forward or anything else that you want to say? I feel great. All right, sounds good. When we come back, Dylan Marty for Player Profile here on the Hudson Havoc Podcast. Check out the upcoming playoff home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Ornick Arena on Friday, March 5th, Saturday, March 6th, and Sunday, March 7th, if necessary. Puck drop at 8 p.m. Friday, 7 p.m. Saturday, and 8 p.m. Sunday as they face off against the Minnesota Mullets. Tickets are $12 at the gate, and kids 10 and under get in for free. What's the equivalent in Wisconsin to peanut butter and jelly? Well, hockey and beer, of course. Make sure to check out the Hop and Barrel Warming House at every Hudson Havoc home game located above Gornick Arena. Back here with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast, still joined by head coach Brett Wall, but we've got a special guest, forward Dylan Marty, a uh, seasoned veteran. Happy to have him on. Dylan, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. How are you, Brian? Doing good. Happy to have you here. So, uh, I mean, one thing that kind of stands out about you, at least for me, is the amount of games that you have played. You've been playing for four years now, totaling uh, 145 games. Uh, it's been quite a long career for you. <laughs> That it has. It has been a long career. Um, it's been a great career. Um, I think you guys touched on it a little bit. From, uh, I've been here from the start, so it's definitely been a career worth uh, worth living for. Um, being on the lows and being on the highs, so yeah. it's been good. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, kind of, uh, what am I trying to say here? Stumble on the words a little bit. Um, when I first got here, I mean, uh, being involved with the veterans, um, it was a really good group of guys uh, who were there from the start. I believe Chris Dusick was there uh, with you when it first started, and there are some other guys that I'm not thinking of right now. Um, but I think it definitely helped uh, with the camaraderie, and that was just on the outside looking in. Um, I mean, so you, you were a part of a guys that have, group of guys that have really kind of built the program from the ground up, and that's just kind of a reiteration of what we've been saying here recently. Uh, but it's definitely uh, been fun to be with you and a lot of the other guys that have come through the program. You as well. It's been great having you. Um, I think think back to all of the games watching uh watching video with coach watching <laughs> um reruns of the games and whatnot and just having a great time watching it and listening to your voice you do a great job and 
Uh, we're so thankful to have you. So it's it's great to listen to you. Well, thanks. I mean, you guys make my job easier uh, when you perform winning hockey and you, <laughs> you're a part of that. So uh, uh, it's been a real fun time. Uh, I guess one thing that I kind of want to touch on here, I don't know if Coach was going to mention it, um, but one thing that I think is interesting about you is that when you first started, you were a guy that was already kind of close to Hudson. You didn't really need to kind of move in with a billet family, at least as it stands right now. Um, you were able to kind of come from New Richmond, a former uh, Tiger, uh, and you know move over with the Hudson Havoc. I think I mentioned it every broadcast that you were a former New Richmond Tiger, you and Sammy. Um, but what was that experience like, you know, moving on from high school, jumping onto a team that had a lot of ambiguity around it um it it helped a lot so just being close to hudson um living in richmond that's 25 minutes away um kind of helped me my when i actually started this journey i was still in high school so um living at home helped a lot while i was still trying to finish up school um being close not really having to change a whole lot when it came to um off the ice um and then being on the ice it was just kind of Felt natural growing up playing in Hudson. You play against the Raiders um, a lot, so both on and off the ice, it was just it was a great fit, and it helped the transition a lot. And you were a part of a squad that um, I'm sure Coach can verify this, but about 15 players or something like that the first year. So I, I was actually <laughs> before we even got there, I, I was going to have Marty kind of tell everyone like, how'd you end up in Hudson? That's how I'm kind of <laughs> curious. Like, were you recruited? Did you mm-hmm. show up? Like, h- how'd this happen? So this kind of happened. So I actually, um, my senior year, I was uh, actually going to go play AAA hockey. And uh, some building things just didn't really fully work out. So I'm like, where can I go play? I was, wasn't was really um, having the best competition in high school with yeah. the uh, division that they play in. Um, so trying to find something better that can help me move on at the end of the day. And uh, so I actually... My mom had a friend that had let us know, hey, there's a team in Hudson, which um, growing up I knew there was a couple of other junior teams that had been in Hudson that had not worked out. And uh, so my mom's friend had reached out and said, hey, have you heard about this Hudson Havoc? And my mom goes, what are you talking about? Um, They had passed along a web page, and later that day I had really reached out to uh, Coach Wall here and got a response right away and said, hey, can you meet the next morning? Well, I know I showed up, and I was uh, that was the start of my junior career right there. So uh, I was recruiting my butt off. I, I got <laughs> in with like 13 days to kind of put everything together and was calling everyone high and low, and I had four or five guys that I knew that I, I really, mm-hmm. really liked and trusted, and the other guys were guys that we were watching a little bit of film on quick and just kind of making decisions. Like if you want to come and you want to work and you're looking for a place, the cut's going to be the place, and um, I got this email from Lisa Marty and I was like, well, who is Lisa Marty and who is her kid? And so we looked him up and kind of saw some things like, okay, like this guy can play and, um, was fortunate enough to be around a few guys here in Hudson who knew who Dylan was prior and, uh, asked a little bit. And they're like, yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking for a guy who can score goals and can skate, like this is definitely a guy. I don't want to say he was extremely physical. Dylan, how much did he weigh? Probably 130 pounds. I want to say I was 130, 135 pounds. My, my. <laughs> First year. <laughs> Hard to believe, right? Oh, so it, it, you're, you're literally like double the person. Um, <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it's like I can truly say that, you know, sometimes I forget, you know, I'm with him every day and I have been for the last four years, but kind of watching him grow up and I forget how long he's progressed. But we, we were kind of looking at some of the pictures from year one. I'm thinking to myself like, oh, my goodness, like <laughs> these guys were children. And now, you know, Dylan's going to leave here with an NCAA commitment and a man. Um, it's It's been awesome. But that is honestly one thing that I can say, like, 
I don't know if I've just been lucky or what it was. But I've always said there's some magic here in Hudson, and Dylan kind of fell in our lap, and we've been fortunate to have him here ever since, and he's been a captain in our program and, and a leader in our community for a long, long time. There's a little bit of a sidetrack that you said. Uh, there were a few other junior teams in Hudson. That reminds me of the Hudson Crusaders. Did either of you kind of catch wind of that team when they were around here? I caught wind after I arrived, but other than that, I haven't heard too much. <laughs> we've just kind of tried to stay on our path and our track yeah. and just kind of stay on our lane. I think I remember going to a couple games with my grandpa, but um, it's definitely been uh, more involved with uh, this team than the last team, I would say. <laughs> for me me as well yes <laughs> i uh i kind of grew up and i didn't really hear much about the yeah. crusaders i just kind of knew there was a junior team there mm -hmm. um but never really went to games or didn't know much about them cool logo though um <laughs> uh one thing that i kind of want to bring up here and it is it's one thing that i mentioned a few times uh your personal performance 77 goals in your career here so far uh you were at a point where i think uh, you were either third or fourth i think um uh, Jared Fisher, that one uh, Fort Wayne kid, has been shooting yep. up leaders, leaderboards. Um, but, I mean, you have played quite an illustrious career, I think I would say so. Uh, score a lot, 77 goals, 75 assists, which equals uh, 152 points. Uh, and I think one thing that's been coming out a lot more recently, and maybe I just missed it last year, but the goal scoring mixed with the physical play. Like, you never really shy away from a challenge, no matter if a guy is, you know, six inches taller than you or the same height. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely something. So uh, as, as Coach Wall kind of re reiterates, um, along with scoring is also um, skating and a lot of speed. Um, I don't really shy away from many things. If I can build up enough speed that doesn't matter if you're 6'3 or if you're 5'4, like <laughs> I'll come after you. It doesn't matter. If I can build up the speed, I'll I'll come after you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, so usually like when the guys walk out at home, they sometimes on the road, it's just with how the buildings are set up. It's a little more difficult to be yeah. right there when they're walking on the ice. But one of the things we've always done here is like I'll give guys a little pat on the butt and kind of say, hey, you know, like give them a, some words of advice for Dylan. It's always fast and physical. Mm -hmm. um, that's when he's doing those things. He's absolutely at his best. Obviously, he's a lethal scorer. Um, I think what what is best is, you know, you hear those 77 goals, but I wish we had a sheet here to t talk about when those timely goals were. I mean, they're always goals in big games. Um, I think of last year, or maybe it was two years ago, I can't remember, but um, Mallard's games, he had a few backhanders tucked under the bar like late. You had one at home, I think, or maybe I knew he was a different team, but I know there was one against the Mallards on, on the road, and then there was one at home. Um, just big time and timely goals. Uh, I remember our first our first showcase together. You had a few big weekends there yep. um, and strung some points together. As actually, this is one of my favorite <laughs> Havoc stories. So when we say we have 15 players now, Brian, three of them are goalies, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you laugh. But we are in Chicago. <laughs> we're in Chicago, and, and Dylan is skating up and down the wall and not head checking. He got his head on and gets absolutely drilled, Ooh. and he is livid. So I'm thinking to myself like. Man, I'm a coach. I've got to send a message. <laughs> so I'm like, you got to sit. And he's like, what? I'm like, sit down. Like, I need you to relax until mm -hmm. you can kind of get yourself back together. And then he uh, kind of shoved it down my throat and went out and had three goals in the next two pe <laughs> next period and a half, two periods. Um, and ended up winning a game, one of our one or one of our eight that year. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny. I have this written down here. Like, it's it's kind of wild to see how far we've come. Like, we talked about you being 130 pounds when you first got here, and now you're leaving a man and with an NCAA commitment. But it's like. Our first year, we're eight and thirty-six, and this year we're thirty-six and eight. Um, I mean, what are some of the things that you've kind of seen change along the way? Um, I've definitely just seen like the the kind of players that we're bringing in, the people that we're bringing in, and I think that you know over the course of our course of our years, um, like Coach Wall said, um, that first year having eight wins to then we had I w I want to say it was like thirty-one wins and 
tying for a division and then last year winning a division um, definitely helps bringing in people where you can say we have this is our team resume and this is this is what we do this is just this is just Hudson Havoc hockey and uh, so I think Brett's done a great job with bringing in pieces when pieces are leaving how we're going to fill these spots and each year just gets better and better. I mean, what was that turnaround like between uh, the 17-18 season and 18-19 season? Because that's a 23-win swing. If you look at the picture of my hair in 17-18, <laughs> and then you look at the picture of my hair from 18-19 uh, there in that year where we switched, um, for me, I, I knew that we had an opportunity. We had a great core. Um, Dylan was obviously a piece we were going to build around. Uh, that's when we kind of went out and got the Mitchells, the Barnish, the Fortins. Yep. Um, ben Lamb came back. Chris Dusick came back. We got we got Little Deuce as well, mm -hmm. um, and we just had a really committed group from uh, from a coach's standpoint that I thought was on board. But obviously, it was it was led by a handful of guys that had been here kind of through the trials and tribulation. Um, and obviously, that's that's something that you were a part of and kind of uh, helped do um, and kind of build. But yeah, I'm kind of curious too. Like, what what what's the thoughts and like you know what like Brian kind of said like what what has changed for you personally um, between that time. Uh, for me personally, I'd say just uh, kind of, um, like I said, so getting different players to fulfill the roles, but just kind of each year I got to play with different people and just got to um, experiment and what worked, what didn't work. Um, and then, you know, as Wally always says, um, fine-tuning your acts. And each year, um, each half a year, each year, there was something that uh, – he would help me say, this is what you got to work on. This is, you know, there's this detail that you've perfected. This detail needs a little bit more. Mm. And uh, so I think just the help of him and the help of my teammates just has really helped me with if it's the smallest thing as a head check or if it's, um, you know, being a 200-foot player is a big thing that uh, Coach Wall has really taught me, and which has kind of um, definitely been a piece to actually – help me move on to the next level after this year now um i guess this is kind of the the precursor to this would be uh, stories that you can tell but are there any good stories uh, from that eight win season uh, that i you, literally i have craziest thing from year one written down right I, here because i, I want to hear about this i mean <laughs> I this season too. sounds like mythical to me almost because i didn't get to experience it so i'm curious i mean <laughs> it was it, something <laughs> um first year i'm trying to think so we had a lot with 15 players, we had <laughs> so many stories to go through. Um, the I'm trying to think. So we've had a lot, a lot in practice. We've had <laughs> we've had a uh, defenseman that I'm sure Wally will share a little bit on it. That uh, Wally goes, where uh, we start out with this drill where it, it turns into a one on one, and we got this defenseman. He's skating backwards and. Uh, or no, it was two on one. Yep. Yeah, it was two on one. So one guy's on the wall, one guy's driving in the middle, going uh, two on one on a defenseman. And uh, this kid is, he's got a stick in his right hand, and in his left hand, he's waving it. And Wally goes, What are you doing? Have you ever seen Drew Doughty waving <laughs> at a different player? And he goes, Well, no. And he goes, So what were you doing? He goes, I was distracting him. <laughs> And Wally goes, distracting him, Croman. What, what are you talking about? Have you ever seen Drew Doughty do that? And this kid goes back, nobody should start. <laughs> Swear to you. I'll never forget it. It, 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 was, it was a year. Uh, like it, uh, we had a guy who was a goalie. 
yep. dressed as a forward at one point <laughs> he was playing and he also helped sharpen skates <laughs> like it, it was it was just a wild year um I, I know a few times so actually my one of my wildest stories i got a, a slap shot to the head during practice oh, it was tipped yep. so i've only i've only had two concussions diagnosed in my career my <laughs> last year playing professionally and then my first year in hudson at practice <laughs> and uh i remember we go to play the wisconsin rapids river kings and um we get there and they've got a high school band and all this stuff and i'm like i'm like i am miserable <laughs> like my head is throbbing and we go out there and uh they score early we end up scoring a goal and it's like one to one this isn't too bad and the game ends up i think it was like 10 or 11 to one yeah and that band is just playing and playing and playing and playing i'm pretty sure your mom drove the one of the vans a few times yep yeah um, we drove the vans <laughs> Like, it, it, it was something, and gosh, it's crazy to think how far we've come. But honestly, Dylan, like, you've been a massive piece of that. Um, I've had a ton of fun working with you. I've never had a lineup without you in it um, or a roster without you on it. So, for me, it's going to be definitely different. But um, like you kind of said, prepared yourself for the next level here. Uh, tell us a little about what's next for you. Uh, so, what's next for me is I'm actually going to be going out east, and uh, I'm going to be attending uh, Framingham State University. Uh, which is a D3 school out there um, that I get to go play uh, NCAA hockey, um, which has always been a dream of mine to, you know, play college hockey. Every kid dreams of playing college hockey. You see the student sections, you got the bands going, and you're like, that's just something that I want to do, something that I would just want to live my life and love. Um, so I'm going to be heading out east. Uh, I believe in August is kind of sometime that we'll report out there. And, uh, I'll be going for sports management, sports business, nice. um, something that I just kind of, you know, I actually, in high school, I took a sports management class, and I was like, it just comes easy, it comes natural to me, um, so for me to find something that comes easy, um, that's that's what I decided to go for school for, this is a school that provides that, and that's kind of my next steps for next year. So I guess just for some of the guys that are listening and may maybe haven't heard this or haven't been through this experience yet, like what was your recruiting process to Framingham State like? Like what was your interactions like with Coach Bailey? Um, what the process kind of looked like, the time frame? Um, kind of run us through that. Uh, so Coach Bailey had reached out to, I want to say, Coach Wall last season um, and had expressed a little bit of interest. And so over the summer, I had touched base with Coach Bailey a little bit, just kind of checking in seeing where things are at, um, plans for this upcoming year. Um, I let him know that I was coming back to Hudson uh, and just kind of right there, he was perfect. He knew Brett really well. Um, so the contact with Coach Wall and Coach Bailey was strong. The connection with me and Coach Bailey was strong. Um, so throughout the summer, he had checked in a couple of times to kind of see what I was up to. And then when uh, when the season rolled around, Coach Bailey had reached out, you know, checking in, see how things going. Obviously, he was watching games. He had actually watched our first uh, first game of the year. I think it was against the Vipers. Um, so just connections over weeks and over months had um, progressed, and each week he would check in. Um, in January, I got the opportunity to go out and tour the school and meet with Coach Bailey and his assistant. Um, and then from there, I was kind of really took a couple weeks to digest, like, is this where I want to be? Um, really, really thought about it. And I was like, this is a spot I want to be. This is a spot that's going to fit for me. 
Um, and I had reached out to Coach Bailey and said, hey, I'm ready to pursue this. I'm ready to become a Ram. Um, and na- put the nail in the coffin right then. I mean, I, I love that. I mean, I, I know I feel extremely excited about your opportunity and for you to get the experience, Boston and everything, and then have, you know, Caleb Kinski and Spencer there as well. Um, I'm wondering if you guys are going to get a four-man room um, and I'll have the extra spare bedroom <laughs> there. So just if you guys ever get an extra place, I know we'd always love to come watch you guys. That's one thing I, I've really been enjoying, like I said, these last few weeks with us kind of having some day games. There's been some other guys that are now moved on to college currently that are playing um, and man, it's so much fun just to kick back and truly just have nothing but love for the guys that are I'm, I'm watching and know that it's like there's nothing that I can control or dictate or help with and just watching you guys truly flourish on your own. Um, I'm so excited for your opportunity and what's next for you. Thank you. Yeah, I was just going to mention, I mean, uh, not playing with Kinski this year. He went to Framingham State uh, this past year and then going along with Spencer. Uh, does that make that transition easier at all, kind of heading into college, uh, having some familiar faces that you're playing with? It definitely does. It definitely, like, uh, having my teammate Spencer, um, you know, we're the same age, uh, play like. Um, we played together some this year. And then, obviously, having Caleb Kinski be out there, um, obviously, it was a little bit different of a year. Um, I know that he was kind of here. He was kind of there being out there. Um, but it's definitely going to help when transitioning out there. Um, he knows what Boston's like. He knows what the school's like, where things are at. Um, so it will definitely be an easy transition and a guy that will be able to help me a lot. I'm so jealous you guys are in Boston. I remember when I was at Lake State, it was like, are we going to the same place we always go to or are we going to the same place we always go to? <laughs> um, you guys are going to be living it up and having an unbelievable time. I know that you play NCAA hockey. You guys get an education um, and in four years leave with a degree and a diploma. I mean, that's all you can really ask for. I know we talked a little bit. Um, about you want to do some sports management and stuff, but is there anything you kind of see yourself doing that to, with that degree once you're done? Uh, so I'd actually like to uh, kind of do what you do, Coach Wall, and just kind of, you know, kind of be able to be around the rink every single day. Um, growing up, just there's nothing better. Like a hockey rink to me is an escape place. Like when you got family stuff going on, when you got stuff going on with school, like being at the rink, you just push it all aside. You don't have to think. You're just there to be you and just be normal. And I think – uh, with that degree, I can do something within a hockey team or um, being a GM or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. You guys uh, truly forced me to never grow up, so it's uh, <laughs> it's a blast, that's for sure. Um, Coach and I have talked about this uh, earlier on in the podcast, and I guess uh, now that I kind of thought about it here is I want to get a player's perspective on it. Uh, playoff hockey here coming up. we got a series against the Mullets. Uh, and then, you know, if anything's further down the road, that comes uh, when we cross that bridge. Um, but, you know, playoff hockey, it's got to be a completely different feeling uh, from the regular season. I think I've heard Coach say multiple times that the second season or the new season starts. Um, what's that like for you kind of heading in from a record-breaking season into kind of like a whole new blank slate uh, in this 2020-2021 playoff season? Uh, for a player's perspective, I, I love it. I think, you know um, – I can compare a little bit to last year. Like uh, we're playing at home for our first round. The stands are packed. It gets loud. You just you got the music going. It's just an absolute amazing feeling. Like you you feel like you're a little kid playing at the wild game or something mm-hmm. like that, where the seats are packed and it's just uh, it's a ton of fun. You know, Spencer Walk would have said Electric Factory. <laughs> that is definitely, yes. I was, wait, I was waiting for it to be slipped in there. 
it's, it sounds about uh, par for the course for those two. <laughs> but I mean, that's another thing. I mean, that, that makes me feel so. I guess not necessarily comforted, but but as a coach, knowing that there's an opportunity for us to come here and really accomplish our goal. Um, knowing you got guys like Dylan, who Dylan has done this now for three years in a row. This is third year in which we've made playoffs. Um, Dylan knows what it's like to win. Dylan knows what it's like to lose. He knows what it's like to make you, you know, a push to a national championship. Um, appearance like these are all things that guys have under their belt that I think are really going to help us um, with our veteran pieces that we have they've been there before they've done it our younger guys come from winning cultures and winning places and you know guys like Dylan have kind of helped guide those guys along so the best like you said second season we have no longer have rookies we no longer have veterans we have havoc um, and that's what I'm excited about um, and you know maybe this is me trying to find a storyline and something that isn't really there but um, is there a feeling of unfinished business at all from the kind of shortened season last year? I mean, you guys were on a really great season, 33 wins, 69 standings points, first in the Midwest West. Having that season cut, sh cut short while uh, you guys, and including myself too, were over there, um, is there like a feeling of just kind of trying to get back to work and finish something that was started, you know, nearly a calendar year ago? For me personally, like I'm, I, I think I've moved on. I'm, what do you, like, what do you guys think? Um, for me, um, I mean, I. I loved last year. I personally think I, I think there is a little bit of unfairness business. Like there's I want I got a ring that says a uh, a division champ. I want one that says national championship. Um, so I think not so much like dreading it or anything yeah. like that, but you use that as fire and fuel that like here we go, we're back at this time of the year, like we're all in. Well, I think uh, this is a team that's competent enough to, to get the boys back there again. I mean, once again, just a great season uh, from not only you, Dylan, but from the rest of the squad. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, like I said, each year I think we get stronger and stronger. Um, and I think that this is a squad that definitely has the ability to to get to nationals and to make that full push. Like, uh, like Coach Wall said, our division, it's definitely strong. When you go to showcases, we put up the numbers. We show that we're the dominant team. Um, from our division, so I think that uh, I think that we're we're at that time of the year where we're ready to make the push and make it make it to end of the end of the year with a win. That certainly would be nice, uh, Coach. You got anything else to say? Uh, I guess I've got to ask you before before we let you go. You've been here for four years. You've seen it all. What's the best experience you've had in Hudson so far? Best experience I've had so far in Hudson. This can be on the ice, off the ice, with the guys, with the mm -hmm. boys, etc. You tell us. Um, I would say I would have to go with last year. I just um the group of guys that we had is just like uh bringing in Kulos, bringing in you know we had Wigs, um our veteran group, but also our rookie group. Just um it was a feeling that I had never had, um and it was the best time of my life. Um just going on the road um being at home like no matter where we were we were just a group that it was it was always fun to be around um and then making that that run in nationals was just something special and uh like you said you brought up the electric factory like that that was the that was the best time of my habit career was was winning in the drew to uh to go to nationals and you know we're all lined up do the stick salute and uh going slamming into the glass and you know all the bill parents your parents everybody's recording you're yelling like everything like that it was just uh a surreal feeling yeah i think that was the fastest i ever ran down from a broadcast setup to head back down uh, to the field of play <laughs> well boys prepare because i plan on doing that again so make sure we're ready sure would be nice thank you I, so much. i'm ready for it <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you there, but no, thank you so good. much uh, for coming on here, Dylan. Really appreciate it. 
Yeah, not a problem. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. And again, for, for me to you, thank you for everything you've done for me and our program, our community. Um, you've been first class from the second you've got here. And, you know, I expect you to be a guy that, you know, continues to carry the torch and make our, uh, you know, alumni group proud. And, you know, one day, obviously, it's been hard that you've been here the entire time. But next year when you leave, we'll be talking about you. And, you know, people want to be that next Dylan Marty. So um, thanks again for everything you've done. Perfect. Thank you so much, Coach. Thank you for everything. Once again, thank you, Dylan. And, uh, Coach, uh, let's wrap this up uh, when we come back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast. To check out any and all information regarding the Hudson Havoc, check out our website at HudsonHavoc.com and all social media that includes Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Check out the upcoming playoff home games for the Hudson Havoc at Historic Ornick Arena on Friday, March 5th, Saturday, March 6th, and Sunday, March 7th, if necessary. Puck drop at 8 p.m. Friday, 7 p.m. Saturday, and 8 p.m. Sunday as they face off against the Minnesota Mullets. Tickets are $12 at the gate, and kids 10 and under get in for free. Back here with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast. Coach, playoff hockey is upon us. You can kind of see that uh, coming up here. I don't know if light at the end of the tunnel would be the best euphemism for it, but um, you know, just kind of getting ready for the playoff season to start. Matching up against the Minnesota Mullets, a team that's always dangerous uh, at that six-seed spot with you guys at the three. Uh, this team is led by Elliot Van Orsdill with uh, 15 goals and 54 points. Uh, they've got, uh, I think, four rookie goalies. The last two times you guys have played against uh, Josh Kozil. If that's uh, how it's pronounced, I'll be sure to get that straightened away before Friday. Um, but, I mean, this is a team uh, that a few times, or either a few, I guess it's only been three matchups, but I think the most recent one was a 2-1 victory. Uh, this team can really nag at you, uh, and this is a team that can be dangerous, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, 3-0 and in terms of the season series for you guys, uh, but this is definitely no team to overlook, as with any team in the division right now. Yeah, no, it's it's playoff time to where it doesn't really matter what you've done in the regular season or, or who you are or where you stand. Um, if you look at everyone's wins and losses, everyone's got 0-0 zero, zero for mm -hmm. points and goals and assists, 0-0-0. Zero, zero, zero. Um, so, I mean, it's one of these things where you truly have to reset, refresh. You can p throw everything out that's ever happened before. Um, really tight and competitive games when we've played them. They compete. They work hard. Uh, very much a player's coach over there in Chris Walby. So his guys will be playing for him 110%, and he'll have them ready to go unprepared. Um, but my expectation is for us to come in here and play Havoc Hockey. Um, again, like I, I don't really care who it is or where we're at or where we're playing. I have an expectation of my guys, um, and I'm going to demand that from them. And if, if that's going to be um, what we're able to do, then we're going to find ourselves finding success. I'm not here to win a hockey game or, or whatever. Like I, I've really kind of preached like winning every day, and I think we've been here in Hudson, and whether it's practice or workout or game, we've kind of had that winning mindset. So for us, I think – you know, 18 more days of winning. That's something that we're more than capable of doing to make a push here. Um, but we have a few days here coming up that we really got to be present with where we're at and enjoy the, you know, the playoff atmosphere, the weather getting warm outside, moms and dads coming up to kind of be around the atmosphere and really kind of just embracing what this is about. And this is the most fun time of year. I mean, if you're a hockey player, this is the time where you show up. And I'm a firm believer in that. It doesn't really matter what you've done the rest of the year. I know when I talk to coaches, you know, people are looking for winners. Um, and winners are guys that are able to show up in the dog days and when it's playoffs, when you are banged up, when you do have bumps, when you do have bruises, like are you willing to kind of pay that price and commit? And we've done a fantastic job at really maximizing our reps and taking advantage of our opportunity and practice this week. Um, so I'm looking forward to that translating over to games on Friday, Saturday, and if Sunday if need be. And I'm sure I'll mention this on the broadcast uh, on Friday, but, I mean, this is a mullet team if – 
you know any havoc fans aren't able uh, or were not able to go to Augsburg or really go to many away games and have only gone to home games. This is a team that they may not be super familiar with. It would be 146 days between October 10th when they last played at Gornick Arena uh, to the playoff series, which is almost half a calendar year. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you guys aren't familiar with them, and we've kind of talk, talked about that earlier. I mean, this is a team uh, that uh, is good. They can you know, always be dangerous. Um, and, you know, once again, I just I like the matchup. I kind of like almost really every matchup <laughs> in this playoff series. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got guys that can score. They've got a good little mix over there with some depth, and they've got some really good goaltending. And obviously then you got guys like Boris in on the back end. You've got, mm -hmm. like you said, Van Orsdale up front, the Bryn kid as well. Yep. Um, I mean, if, if you give them a chance to, to put the puck in the net, they can score. If you let them kind of lurk around, they can sneak out games. Um, they've had big games where they've beaten teams like the Ox and a few others where, you know, if you catch, uh, you know, yourself sleeping, like you're going to find yourselves in a real hockey game really, really quick. Um, you've got to play 60 minutes of hockey. And if you're not detailed, you can't expect yourself to win a hockey game. Um, so I'm going to make sure that we're demanding 60 minutes of hockey at a Havoc style and a Havoc pace. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I mean, I'm really excited for it. Uh, and I think I always say this uh, for any division game, but I would I would say that not only the Midwest West is the best in terms of talent, but also some of the best in threads. I like the sweaters uh, that the teams have, and I like the mullets kind of brown and yellow with uh, your guys' white, black, and red. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, for me, I think the, the golden and maroon and yeah. brown that they've got is kind of like traditional hockey, and mm -hmm. then, you know, the black and red, we've got the... Um, kind of retro, but obviously a little bit changed from the Montreal Canadiens with with our colors instead of the blue. Um, so a little bit of original six love there too. So yeah, some traditional hockey colors and uh, you know jerseys clashing there to be awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure you're not really watching uh, many sides of the bracket. I'm sure you're kind of focused on what's in your front yard. But I mean, a lot of great playoff matchups uh, around the bracket: uh, Moose Mallards, Blades Blue Ox, and River Kings Vipers. Um, I mean, once again, we've talked about this many times, but a really tough playoff field kind of for any best of three series that's coming up here. Uh, so, you know, maybe to anybody who wants to watch more than just Havoc games, uh, we'll definitely have a lot on their plate. But I think it should just be good playoff hockey no matter where you go in the Midwest West. If you're a fan of, the, uh, of you know, junior hockey in this division, yeah. um, you're going to get a lot of really good games this weekend. So I think that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, one thing, and I'm sure we'll mention it in the promo, um, but uh, Friday at 8, Saturday at 7, and then uh, if necessary on Sunday uh, 8 p.m. Uh, and, you know, for any of the fans at home, uh, I certainly appreciate it. If you watch it on hockey TV, I'll be uh, trying to give the best viewing experience, but uh, nothing beats going to the game in person, so be sure to stop by Gornick Arena if you have the chance. Yep. Uh, like I said, uh, 8 o'clock on Friday, 7 on Saturday, and 8 p.m. if needed. Um, you're going to kill it. I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> I know the guys are going to be prepared and going to be ready. Uh, Hot and Barrel will be at the games with uh, cold beer, so I'm um, looking for some good action. Yeah, I'm certainly excited for it. Uh, Coach, anything else uh, that you want to say here before uh, we sign off? I just want to thank everybody that made the regular season possible. Um, obviously, you guys with the podcast, John, our producer, got to thank you for all the work you've done here. Um, all of our sponsors, our billet, uh, the parents of the players, um, our players themselves, and then all the kind of support staff that have helped out and volunteered or chipped in. Um, please know you're not forgotten about, and we can't thank you guys enough. And again, without you guys, this is not doable. Um, our players don't have the success or the opportunities to move on like they do, and the amenities and uh, love that you guys provide for us here in this community are honestly first class, and I just I can't thank you guys enough for everything you do for us. So the first 44 uh, are over with, and now time for the second stretch of the season. Dylan, once again, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. It was great to have you on as a guest. Brett, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you, guys.
So uh, for everyone here, for my producer John, for Ford, Dylan, Marty, for head coach Brett Wall, my name is Brian Mose. Thank you so much for listening to the Hudson Havoc podcast.